can't believe that. I can't believe that. Football, by the hell. Hey guys, welcome back to the Miss United Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about the men's loss to PSG and where that puts us in the Champions League and the win against West Ham, as well as the women's game against Aston Villa, which we're going to talk about on the other side of the break. As always, thank you for joining us. Uh, before we start, just an apology for not having an episode last week. I wasn't feeling well and yeah, I wasn't able to record, so... Uh, we're going to try to make it up with maybe some bonus content in the upcoming weeks at some point. Um, that, yeah, so sorry about that. So, Liz, what was your three-word view for the girls' game against Aston Villa? Still on top. What is yours? Um, got three points. Which yeah, is job done. Job done, exactly. We're still top of the league, one point off Arsenal. Um, with the same number of games. Um, yeah, uh, I mean. Are we? Oh, okay, okay. Four. I thought we were four points, but then they had their game today. No, no, no. They played today and they won. So, yeah. So, yeah. A point. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it was scrappy. Yeah. I that's pretty I mean, much the word. I feel like we failed to capitalize on a lot of chances. I mean, we had 30 shots, then of which on target, and we only managed to scored two goals the first one was like an amazing goal uh Galton took it really well and then the second one was kind of a mistake on Aston Villa's part um so yeah I felt like we could have capitalized more on the scoreline we could have scored more goals probably against a relatively weak opponent but I mean ultimately what matters is the three points we're still on top and we're what halfway through the season or close to yeah so I mean up there with the big girls, I guess. Yeah, we're we're getting it done. And yeah, it's going to be scrappy. There's going to be matches that aren't going to be fun. And this is But this is what counts, though. You, you know, you, I mean, you're right. And what matters, we got three points. Because if we drew a match like this, it would have ultimately cost us in the... Well, yeah, because Arsenal would have leapfrogged yeah. us. They would have been top by after their game today. But... Yeah, I mean, we complain about the boys so much that, like, these matches that they're supposed to win when we're borderline at the top four or whatever, that they end up, you know, messing up. Mm-hmm. And we com- we complain about that all the time. Well, the girls are showing us that it doesn't have to be pretty. It's just you have to get it done. And that's, that's what they did. Yeah. Um, Jackie was taken off with a, the, well, they took her off more of as a precaution of a head injury, but um, a lot of people were complaining that as soon as she went off, that our midfield was basically non-existent and it just goes to show just how important Jackie is to this team, which I mean, she is, I feel like she's the glue that holds it all together sometimes. Yeah. I mean, she's just fantastic, isn't she? Like she's brilliant. <laughs> um, yeah. And she's having a good season, but head injuries are serious so if obviously if they're worried about that it's probably best to take her off then yeah it was a good decision on. from Casey I mean following the the Jimenez clash with David Luiz last week oh, which was really yeah. scary I don't know how they let Luiz play on with that like blood was coming out of his bandage I don't understand how he was oh, allowed yeah. to play on 
you can't see me, but I just like physically cringed remembering that because that was so bad. It um, was a bad one. I mean, head injuries aren't talked enough in the sport and they really need, there needs to be a conversation going because, you know, we talk about Carrot, we make fun, well, he was made fun of a lot, um, Carrot's on that Champions League final when he was, he clashed with Ramos and uh, then he obviously had a really lousy game. But I mean, if he had a hand injury, if it's a concussion, he needed to go off and players shouldn't be allowed to be like, no, I'm fine, I can't play on. It needs to be taken out of their hands completely. Who was it? Um, Was it? Alderweireld. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Spurs. That was scary as well. Oh no, no, no. Um, it was no, Vertonghen. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was scary, and they let him stay on for quite some time too, and it was freaky. And on top of that, they let him make the de- or sorry, they took the decision away from like the player himself. Which, like, why would you do that? Yeah. Like, obviously, they know their heads better than. But, like, obviously we've seen this countless times nowadays where coaching staffs aren't taking injuries as seriously as they should. So, I mean, Casey made the right call. And it wasn't like Aston Villa were really in the game anyways. We just – we looked flat as well. Or not flat, but just kind of scrappy. Yeah. But, you know. Um, Lauren James. Yes, she had a good game. She had a good game. A lot of people were like expecting her to do a lot, which I, I know I hate, I'm, I'm going to bring up the men again, but I, I, I see a lot of parallels between her and Mason Greenwood. Like she's a teenager. She can't do, she can't be on top of her form every single game. She's gotten, just gotten back from injury. Like we need exactly. to give her time. Exactly. She just got back from injury and you know what? She looked bright. Um, mm. I've seen so much criticism of her on the internet which yeah I I don't know why I bother reading what people are saying on Twitter about our players because it's never anything worth considering but um yeah that's my defense of her I mean she just got back from injury she looked bright enough and she's a teenager like let her play I mean she always looks threatening when she's on the ball like she can pass players by so easily um yeah, I, I, it's, I think it's unwarranted and she's a kid. She's going to learn and this experience is obviously going to go towards building such a great player in the future and we're really lucky to have her. Yep. And yeah, that's it. Who would you say is your player of the match? Um, Leah Galton for me. Yeah, me too. Also, I saw a lot of criticism of Tobin Heath's game, which I don't, I didn't, I don't know. Maybe it's because I only watched bits and pieces of it, not like the whole game. Because I was gonna say, maybe listen. because you're like her number one fan. Maybe well, that's exactly. Like... But <laughs> but also, um, I did not catch it live, so maybe that's why my yeah. sort of decision making is a bit skewed. But I, I didn't think she looked that bad. I mean, I think but... the whole team was a bit shake it. I don't know if it's because we've been out for like two weeks and there's been internationals and stuff like that but the whole team wasn't at their best like it wasn't the Manchester United that we knew can deliver a certain level of performance so yeah I don't think it was kind of, I think it was everyone kind of, kind of on topic of that though the scheduling is so weird for the women's games like I, the breaks in between are sometimes so lengthy that I don't know how people expect like 
perfect form in between. When was the last time we played? Like two weeks ago, right? Two, two and a half weeks ago. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, if you're going to get that many days off in between, yeah, I know internationals existed, but you're going to get disjointed performances. Yeah. We can talk about the upcoming games we've got. We've got two games. So on Wednesday, we play Everton for the FA Cup match, which is ridiculous that we're still playing it because we already know we haven't qualified for the next round. So I don't see the point in that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just a formality, you know? So it'd be interesting to see who Casey Stoney lines up with because I would assume, unless she wants to give, like, get a bit more miles in the legs of the starting 11, I would give, like, youngsters and people who normally wouldn't get in on the squad a chance. Yeah. Yeah, might as well as a dead rubber match, so it's not really, there's yeah. no point. Yeah, and then we play and then, Bristol City over the weekend, so on Sunday, which... Um, okay, I mean, that... Should be I'm not too yeah. worried about that one. Yeah, I'm not too worried about it. Um, yeah, I wouldn't, I would say we're probably looking at two wins this week. That's my prediction, but... Who knows? I mean, I mean, maybe not the ever. It depends, however. But I'm, I'm guessing they will also go for the if if Casey goes for playing, you know, youngsters. Um, I'm guessing Everton will also go down the same route because we play them again the week after. I'm just saying this. Oh no, no, we play them again in January. Oh wow, we have a long way to go now. So our last game will be against Bristol City, which would be next Saturday, and then we're back on the 10th of January. So that's another long break. That's what I mean. Like, these breaks are so long. So might as well play the full team for Everton then. Just keep them sharp. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever you can keep them sharp while they have off for two weeks. I mean, it's um, good that they get Christmas break, I guess. But, I mean, we literally just got them back. We're going to get three matches and then we're going to be without the girls again. Yeah, the ones we want to watch, <laughs> we're going to have to take long breaks. And the other ones are just never end two games a week. <laughs> God, the thing I'm not looking forward to is like the Christmas period where we get like 50 million matches with the men and all of them are probably going to be terrible to some extent. Um, Bristol City are bottom of the table. They concede a lot of goals. They've scored five so far and conceded 31. They have two points, which they got in their last two games, which were both draws, obviously. Um they have no wins. You never know. I mean, we we shouldn't lose that. Like, I really don't. Think I mean, I'm not that, gonna. So, I mean, these are not the men. I'm gonna go for a four no win for us. What do you think? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, four or five no. Like, I don't see it being close. Um, the Everton game is gonna be. Like a, it depends on what kind of lineups we put out and how much effort we're willing to exert on that. Um, you know, they're obviously doing pretty well this season. They're only a point behind City, so you know, yeah. Who knows? But it's, it's yeah, it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. It doesn't count. count. So whatever the result is, the result. So, anyways, okay. Shall we move on to the men? Yeah, so we're going to start with the PSG game first, I guess. Get that out of the way. So catch you guys on the other side of the break. So Amy, the PSG game, what's your three-word review? My three-word review is such bold 
Beep. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Mine in the most basic way possible is Fred the Red. Yeah. Uh, this was echoed by some of our listeners. May said, screw them all. And set at Chester United just said, really, just really tired. Which, yeah, I don't think I felt so frustrated during a match. I mean, no, I have. But this this takes, it's, it's up there. It's up on my top 10 of most frustrated I've ever felt about a coaching decision ever. I don't even know where to start with this one. I mean, literally every person, every person in the whole wide world who would have watched that match would have been like, take him off. Like everyone knew he was going to get sent off. After the match, I didn't consume any United media because obviously why would I want to do that on top of like watching them? Like, no thanks. But you don't you all... don't angrily scroll through Twitter after we lose. <laughs> I am I'm on there for like hours. Um, I used to. Nowadays I don't because I don't know, self-care and <laughs> self-care would be yeah. not not supporting Manchester United. Yeah, well, that I had no choice to begin with. Um, yeah, thanks, Dad. Um, uh, now I'm stuck with them, so might as well just roll with it, I guess. But I do have a choice, and I'm not doom scrolling after matches anymore. It it's been great. It's helped a lot because people talk a lot of shit. Yeah, on the internet. Yeah, they do. Um, but yeah, so I don't. I don't actually know if Ali explained his decision for why he kept Fred on. He did say that he talked to Fred at halftime and he said he was going to be sensible. Yada yada yada. But yeah. Oh, okay. That that's nice. He talked to Fred and told him to be sensible. <laughs> no, I mean to be to 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 Fred's defense, he was really sensible up until the seventieth. Was it the seventieth minute he got sent off? But it was literally the first tackle he made because Scott McTominay, well, first of all, we were dominating in possession for a good portion of the second half. So he didn't have to make any tackles. And Scott McTominay was taking the brunt of them when they had to be made. So the first tackle he goes flying into, obviously, he got sent off because he was on, like, his, he was beyond his final warning at that point. But, like, he headbutted a player. He should have gotten sent off on the spot. Then he, went, he goes flying in on Paredes again, like, five minutes after. Just take him off. Like, you got lucky. Count your losses and bring in, I don't know, anyone. Yeah. Yeah. All of that. I thought it was over Uh, this match. Apparently not. The other thing that, like, annoys the crap out of me. First of all, you know, PSG were good. You know, Mm -hmm. they weren't, they weren't great or, like, mind-bogglingly brilliant, like, 3-1 3-1 probably flatters them. We weren't we weren't bad. Yeah. Like I don't think we were bad. We we're just kind of We wasted a lot know. of chances. That's what I think. Yeah, we we're kind of just there. Like, yeah, we had chances, but we also didn't look particularly brilliant. Um honestly a one-one draw, which it was for what most of the match until what 70th minute, 69, whenever mm-hmm. Marquinhos scored. You know, a 1-1 draw would have probably been fair. It would have been what both teams probably deserved. And that would have been enough for us. The thing that annoys me the most is 
we won the first game against PSG. We won the first game against Leipzig. We won the second game against Istanbul, uh, Bishakshi here. If we won that first game against um, Istanbul, Bishakshi if we won that, this would have been a dead rubber. Like, there, we wouldn't have had the pressure of winning this. Now we're going into the final game against Leipzig, and we, we have win. to win. I mean, a draw would yeah. be enough, but we, we yeah, we can't play for a draw because we, we'll lose. Is a draw enough? Yeah, it is. Is it like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah it, is. it is. Yeah, I, I checked, okay. I triple-checked. A draw would be enough, but... Um, considering our run as of late, which is conceding first and then making our way up, I would rather we go all out and just like, I mean, to be fair, um, Istanbul almost did us a favor before the PSG match even started because they were 3-3 up until like the last minute of the game and then Leipzig scored which to make it a 4-3. So obviously Leipzig's defense isn't great for Istanbul to score three goals past them. What was the score in the Leipzig Istanbul game? Four three to Leipzig. So if oh. if Istanbul had 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 held on to the draw, we would have like the game against PSG would have been dead rubber. We would have qualified automatically because Leipzig oh, yeah. would have only had one point and they would never have caught up to us. So basically, at this point, PSG are effectively through because no matter what the result against. Um, unless unless they lose to oh yeah no so yeah PSG wait no yeah well no 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 because if, if they Leipzig lose, beat us yeah if they lose and, and Leipzig PSG, beat us yeah then us and Leipzig get through oh that would be nice no actually I don't think so I think we would yeah I would I have the table out oh, so okay. if Leipzig beat us if Leipzig beat us they'll have twelve points okay mm-hmm. and if is if PSG lose to Istanbul mm-hmm. then us and PSG would be okay. On nine yeah, points. so this is we why have a, this is why we wouldn't go through because Leipzig the PSG scored three away from home and we only scored two. So PSG would go through based on because um, Champions League it's not on goal difference. It's goal on difference. it's yeah. on you know like our games on against PSG will go down to that. So no, we need to draw or win. If we lose two Leipzig, it's done. We're back to Europa. I can't. I can't believe we put ourselves into this position. Like the the more I think about it, the more annoyed I get. Because like, I mean, Leipzig are a good team. Like, I know we beat them five 0 No, but I mean, they obviously we Bayern yesterday. They they're a decent team. They're about as unpredictable as we are. So it like. At any given time, yeah, we beat them 5 0. They could beat us 5 0 for all we know. Like, it, you know, it, it's very hard to predict. predict these matches. And yeah, we put ourselves into an absolute tight position. Yeah, so. they, they drew 3 3 against Bayern yesterday. So, not bad. Not bad. Yeah, the current Champions League champions. So uh, I, I don't, I don't have a good feeling about this, to be honest. And I'm, I'm very pissed off that we got ourselves in this situation. Because I mean, if you told me before, like when, when the draw was announced, that we'd be going to the final game and a draw would be enough, I would be like, you know what? Yeah, I'll take that. But now knowing what we know that we beat PSG and Leipzig on the first rounds, and then we threw it all away against Istanbul, and just which is still. The Istanbul match it's still is the still worst the worst one. match yeah. of the season. And we lost 6-1 to Spurs, and that's still the worst one. Like, the level of just 
sheer incompetency is staggering, but yeah. We have not uh, talked at all about the match. We've just talked about the implications of the match, but there isn't really much to say other than we lost. Martial was, I, I hate this because I, I genuinely feel Martial is, is so good, but he, I don't know what his confidence has taken a knock after that red card, but both yesterday, and yesterday he came off injured as well, so yeah, I mean, he's been he hasn't he hasn't been having a good season, but and you know. I mean we're now in December, so he he needs to start yeah, picking up. We're in December, but we started in September, yeah. right? We started a bit late, so there's that. Second, he was out for a bit because of the red card, yeah, and now apparently he has an injury, like. It sucks, but he's not he's hopefully. not getting a break. But yeah, that that sitter that he missed. Hopefully he can get back into form yeah. soon. Rashford hasn't looked good, but he's pulling in numbers, so at least there's that. Oh, can Which, can we talk like of all the things that made me livid during that match? Uh around the 60th minute, Rashford signaled to the bench that he was uncomfortable mm-hmm. and he needed to come off. Which yep. we realize, like he's been limping, red, left, right, and center. He signaled to the bench. Um, he was ignored or told to play on. Then Fred gets sent off, and it takes Bruno yelling from the ground to get Marcus off. Like, and then, and then, literally a few days later, he played forty-five minutes. Because clearly we cannot function without him or Bruno. Because I'm guessing Bruno's struggling just as much as he is because he's also played a lot of minutes. And what, Marcus's injury is some shoulder injury? That apparently... No, this is still the ankle in- injury coming all the way back from 2018 from the Jordan Henderson stamp. This is all on that. For sure. Um, but didn't but wasn't the one at the weekend the shoulder that's what they're saying, but he was limping. Why would he be limping if it's his shoulder? I don't know. Full body pain. <sighs> and he was holding his back as well at one point. I don't know. Like, yeah, we're, if we're going like to injure him again, I'm officially on the Marcus Rashford. Marcus Rashford needs to leave this club train wagon because, no. He needs to sue the club. We're holding him together with, like, a piece of tape at this point. <sighs> Which, actually, I guess that's probably the transition we need to go into West Ham because hey he didn't start the game because he was injured but we had to bring him on yeah. at halftime because we're useless despite the injury so yeah after the break we'll talk about West Ham and yeah so Liz what is your three word review for the whatever that was against West Ham uh, liquidate West Ham yeah, minus suck at hammers. God, the sheer like West Hamness of it all, where you know they don't get to see their team for months on end. Finally, get back into the stadium and use the time that they have to boo the Black Lives Matter, like taking the knee. Yep, and then three black players score against them. Like, yeah, poetic justice. What a club they are. I mean, you haven't seen your team play, and that's the first sign that you want to put out there like it's them and Millwall and Millwall like boom yeah I don't know I don't know if they've actually released because Millwall have released a statement saying that you know they don't condone whatever 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 um I don't think West uh, Ham have also 
the Millwall manager was just like, yeah, uh, to fix this, we're not going to take the knee anymore. I'm just like, that's, what? that's your, yeah, that's literally what he said. Oh God. Let me find the quote. Uh, I have it on Twitter. I like Anyways, tweeted it. Yeah. Poetic justice, Pogba. And they were booing Pogba throughout the entire match, which is why he did the cupping the ear thing when he scored. So hold on, hold on. I have the quote from the Millwall manager. Hit me. He said, moving forward, like a lot of clubs have done, uh, they, they, like as the players, prefer not to take the knee or uh, enact change, do something positive about it, besides taking the knee, apparently. They feel that the gesture has been empty and not doing something about it. Oh. Yeah, way to give in to your... Wayne Rooney released a statement. Um, following that match because it was his his first match yeah or one of his first match anyways um and he said he yesterday i witnessed disgraceful and mindless disgraceful spelled incorrectly <laughs> disgraceful yeah. and mindless behavior by a large section of the Millwall supporters um and he said that they were aware prior to the match that there were going to be disrupt disruptive responses during the taking of the knee so they knew beforehand like that they were gonna do something which is just this i mean come on just shut up you don't agree with it fine shut up well not fine but yeah not fine at the very least don't at least don't about it yeah and the fact that it was an entire freaking stadium just it's it's like the most on-brand thing though like oh yeah for west West ham Ham it's just like yeah okay like of course you're gonna do it but the actual act of doing it is even more disgusting than knowing that they're going to do it. So yeah. Uh, anyway, to the actual football. Um, the first half was absolute shambles. We were falling apart it, at every position, literally. The first half was atrocious. Like straight up, it was. It it was the equivalent of like a hate crime. It was so bad <laughs> <laughs> against me particularly. <laughs> it was kind of like oh i woke up for this yeah um no although it was a late kickoff so i was already awake but still your point stands um my point stands no it was and i mean thank god they don't know how to finish because jesus christ we could it could have been eight no up by halftime because our defense was just I, i don't know what they were doing i don't know for 45 minutes it looked like david morris was coaching his team better than you know, Ali was coaching ours. Bruno, for four, he was on the pitch for 45 minutes and he created more chance than any other player. Like, he's unreal. Yeah. Um, also, shout out to Juan Mata. Like, that, that ball to Marcus was, was... Oh, my God. And I was just oh. saying, why are we bringing Juan Mata on? Um, but, yeah. It was just... It was can we, amazing. Can we talk... Like, I know that this is gone off on so many levels like we're not making any cohesive sense but can we talk about the subs at halftime because yes marcus and bruno bone need to come on but taking off cavani and van de beek didn't make sense to me i mean yeah i know it all worked out in the end it didn't make but it worked out in the end but at the time it didn't make sense to me because i was under the impression that marcus had an injury no apart from that like cavani wasn't playing that great fair enough but he was playing better than Martial at the time and then we kept Martial on and he got injured anyways and we took Cavani off which means we couldn't re- reintroduce him I had to bring one Mata on which if we had stayed at 1-1 or 1-0 down we would have been screwed yeah I mean um, and then you take Pogba was having I mean yeah he had a great goal and everything but he was having god awful game 
Pogba was terrible, like genuinely terrible. Uh, I was so Patrice happy for Ever him when had, he scored, but he was awful. Patrice Ever had a, the quote before the match that like people wanted United to lose so that we could scapegoat Pogba, and like yeah, that's true because there's terrible people, yeah, but also on. But at the same time, like Pogba did himself absolutely no favors that first half. Or even the second half, like goal aside, he was just okay yeah. at most. Um, I mean, he did come out. Was, he did come out. I don't know if it was after the game or whatever, but he did come out saying that COVID had a bigger impact on him than he thought he did. It it originally did. Like the first game back, which we all know, like why was he playing when he played a full game? Like he couldn't track back. He had difficulty breathing, which is like, yeah, that's horrible. The way that he was managed and the way that he was rushed back from COVID and probably from this injury as well, but whatever. Um, but yeah, he wasn't doing himself any favors during this game. Like this would be the kind of game that you expect Paul Pogba to walk up at and just take control of because obviously West Ham are shit. So, and he didn't do that at all. And he needed Bruno I mean, to come on too. I mean, to be fair. Okay. I'm going to say that I'm absolutely sure that he's not, he's still struggling probably with some things like other that's probably true i'm gonna take his word for it yeah. and he wasn't the worst player no no definitely okay. not but but you know i i don't i don't know how anyone could justify that performance but at the same time i'm so glad he scored because that means that people shut up for once in their lives because he gets a disproportional, a proportionate amount of criticism. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. Definitely. And I agree with you. Um, he gets a lot more criticism than any other person just because he's Paul Pogba. But he did himself no favor. Yeah. He was pretty bad. Also, can we just like talk that. that that Dean Henderson clearance that fell to Marcus was definitely out <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, the other thing, Mason, I'm so glad Mason yes, scored. Yes, he needed and that. that turn, um, that the turn finish, was... The finish, everything oh, about that goal. Did you see um, Bruno and Tellez' reaction after he scored? They just, like, dropped to their mm. knees, like, clenched fists and, like, <laughs> celebrating. It was just like, that, yeah. that is what... Yeah, a little bit of spice to our team. Um, yeah, I'm just so glad Mason got a goal as well, because if any other player is struggling a bit with internet criticism recently. It's been Mason. Yeah. Actually, I, I literally, I saw like a tweet of someone saying that Mason was crap and I'm just like, he's 19 and he had an amazing season last season. Like what are you people like? Uh, it's so weird. Isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Mason's doing amazing for his age and everything. So yeah, I'm sick of that. Yeah. And obviously Mar- Marcus scored and he had like that he had he the, hit the bar post like oh yeah, the bar and then he scored so I'm glad that he got that. I don't think he's fit. No. I think we're playing him through an injury again and um it's not going to end well again. when that gets worse. No, of course it's not going to end well, but yeah. Do we have anything like actually to say about this match besides it was, I don't know. Like it was fine. It just wasn't anything. It was like 
Yeah, it was like Jekyll and Hyde. Like the first half was a competition of how bad can we get. And then the second half was just like showing off because we know we can actually decimate West Ham. Which is like, why can't you play like that? Yeah, and like, yeah, fair enough. He brought on Bruno and Rashford. But the thing is, with the lineup we had, I was actually really excited. I was like, we're going to see some really great football with Donny and Pogba starting and Cavani up top and Mason beside him. I was really excited and they, it was a complete letdown. Also, in back-to-back matches, right, everyone's like, oh, look at how, like, they're such comeback kings. They came down. Look at their – they came mm-hmm. back from, like, two goals down or one goal down. Look at their fight. And I'm just like, why are they going two goals down to Southampton? Why are they going a goal down to West Ham? Like, why Why do we need to constantly come back from our own, like, pro- you, like yeah. we create just to problems solve them. of our own doing? And then we solve them. And it's like, why can't we just not do that? Like, why can't we just play at our best throughout the whole match or start yeah. well? Marcus, in his so, post-match interview, Marcus said, like, the interview, the interviewer asked him, like, you keep coming back from um, conceding and then, uh, you know, winning the game. And he was like, well, we need to stop doing that. And then Ollie said something along the lines of, well, you know, last week was two goals we went down in Southampton. This week is one, so that's an improvement. And I genuinely don't know if he's being sarcastic to piss us off or he uh, genuinely means I, it. I, I think that was a joke. I hope I so. I think that was a joke, but I think that was a sort of uh, tongue-in-cheek thing. So I wasn't, like, mad about it. I was just, like, amused. And then... But at the same time, just like, can we yeah, stop? We doing don't need this? the extra heart attacks. We have enough as it is. Oh, wait, Big can one. we talk about the fact that we're? I think we're fifth right now. Yeah, we're fifth. We're fifth. Yeah, we're fourth. Yesterday, so we're what two points off yeah. the top? Or two po- no? Oh no! Wait, yeah. Tottenham won today, so we're five points off the top, but with a game in hand. So yeah. Yeah, the game in hand doesn't mean anything until we win it. So. It's against Burnley, so we're probably going to lose. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> sure, why not? Um, and the next game is against City, and they're right below us with a point less, so whoever wins that. I mean, it doesn't mean anything at this point in the season, I think, but yeah. City haven't been that great either, so. <laughs> I think it's going to be a really boring no no draw. Yeah, so we have City coming up, and like you said, whoever wins that match will leapfrog the other. They, we won our last four. They, they won two, lost one, drew one of their last four. Yeah. Um, but to be yeah, fair, two out of those four were City and were Tottenham and Liverpool. So, yeah, we had a different run in. We had, yeah. Anyways, but yeah, I mean they. Beat Burnley 5-0, Fulham 2-0, which doesn't really mean anything. But then they lost 2-0 against Tottenham and drew to Liverpool. But interesting. They also yeah. drew to Port- Porto in the Champions League midweek. Mm-hmm. So that they barely beat Olympiacos. I don't know if they put out like um, a weekend lineup or anything. But I mean, City haven't looked yeah. good like most of the season. No, they don't season, look like so. old City, you know. Um they do no and they haven't looked sorry. like old yeah. city for a while they Go do ahead. play uh, in the champions league against marseille in wednesday so we have one more day kind of to recover before our game i don't know if that makes a difference but you know 
well, at least the Marseille game would probably give us more of a sort of overview on where City are right now, although I think they will rotate for that. Um, are they through their group? Yeah, we're the only English team not through our group. Which, to be fair, we had the worst group. <laughs> we did have the worst group. Well, we, we should have been, been through, through but, but we did have the worst yet. group. Uh, I'm not going down that road again. How many times can I rant about that one Istanbul game? Um, yeah, you know what? Though at the end of the season, if we don't get through our group, we end up in Europe, but we're not oh in the God. top four. I'm gonna blame everything on that one Istanbul game. I don't care. <laughs> I don't want to. I'm, I'm but, remembering. Um, I'm having flashbacks of the first goal. Just Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> God, the trauma of it all. Um, yeah, so I feel like this is going to be one of the weakest Manchester um, Manchester derbies like yeah. ever. We won our um, last two. We did. in the Premier League, and then we well, we won the last one, and then we lost one when we got smacked around when Phil Jones. Like, the, I'm pretty sure the last game that Phil Jones started. Um, was that wasn't it yeah, the FA was, Cup? Yeah, it was, was it the FA no, Cup? League Cup or League yeah, Cup? It was that three one win? Yeah, there was that. But then we won the one after, and then we did the yeah. league double over them last season. So I mean, if we can keep that going, that's great. It's always always good coming away with a win against City, you know. <laughs> and in like one of the most bizarre circumstances, like ever. Ollie has Pep's number yeah. basically. And I'm just like, I don't know how this is a thing, but it is. So I hope that continues. Yeah. Um, um what are your predictions? Let's do score predictions for the Leipzig and City game. <laughs> I'm scared to predict for Leipzig. I think it's gonna be a one-one draw against Leipzig. And I think it's going to be, we're going to concede first and then we're going to equalize. And then it's going to be the most stressful, like 20 minutes of our lives. And then we're going to hold on. Um, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to go positive because <laughs> last time it almost came through when I did this against, what was it? Oh, assemble. So I'm going to go 3-1 win for us against Leipzig. Okay. And then a boring, no, and- a very vanilla, no, no draw against City. Yeah, a very vanilla 1-1 draw against City. I think at the very least we're going to score and they're definitely going to score. So, yeah, it's going to be a boring week, I'm pretty oh, sure. God. If we get shipped back to Europa, I... I'm not watching it. I don't care. I don't think... I'm not watching it I can't Thursday. do Thursday nights anymore, guys. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't. It's like... Been... Thir- it's like... Yeah, sorry. It's like Thursday mid-afternoon for me because obviously I'm in the States. And yeah, I can't be doing that. I have work anyways. It, it seems like, listen, like putting work slightly aside for um, for Champions League games seems worth it. Putting work aside for Europa League games does not seem worth it. Yeah. I mean, if if we mess it up now, we sh- it's just all on us, you know. You can't really. <laughs> I I have a really bad feeling that that's the way it's gonna go, but uh, we'll see. Maybe the boys can pull one last 
rabbit out of a hat and surprise us all and go for a 6-0 win this time around. Yeah, the thing is, whenever they pull a surprise, it's as likely to be a win as it is to be something like the assemble game where they concede an absolute ridiculous mental goal. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. also notably, Fred can start. So his, like, Ollie's most reliable midfield pairing, McFred, <laughs> it's going to be broken up. McFred in Europe. McFred also, in I Europe. didn't mention this, but this was possibly the highlight of the game, was McTominay just bullying Neymar for a good portion of the first half. Um, and I wish we could have seen that more because I, I don't like him. I don't like Neymar. Um, no one yeah. likes Neymar. And Mbappe is so wasted in that team. He needs to go to a better team. Ugh. I don't get it. Anyways, um, yeah. So, we'll- what are better teams? Most teams in Europe right now are a complete. Yeah, I, I, I've noticed that. Like Real. Oh my god! <laughs> don't get me started on that. Barcelona just lost again yesterday. Bayern aren't that great. Borussia are having a weirdest season as well. Wait, genuinely, who's doing well? Liverpool, Liverpool, but they're not doing that great. They're still man- no, not they're still winning either. games. They're still managing to win games despite the fact they have like half of their starting eleven out, <laughs> which I think says a lot about Klopp. A good manager. Imagine if happen, we had like Rashford, but... Bruno, Maguire. Out. Oh, they're winning against Wolves. It's 2 0 now. There you go. Oh. Oh, okay. Well, enough about Liverpool, who I I genuinely, honestly, this is not anything related to our podcast or anything to relate to us, but I can't figure out what's worse for me. Like Mourinho winning the league or Liverpool winning the league. Like, I just saw a take on this which said that he'd prefer Spurs winning the league just because they don't want to see Liverpool doing it back-to-back. Winning it back-to-back. Is it going to be us rooting for City again, like, randomly? Because I'm sick of rooting for City. At the moment. I think we'd rather root for Chelsea at this rate or Leicester to pull it out of the back. The the few weeks where we thought Everton were doing something oh, were so nice. They've fallen. Well, I mean, they're ninth, but it's only like two points below us. So it's not that. It's really crowded. Like this table is, yeah, is very crowded. crowded. It's going to be weird. It's a weird season. I'm oh. going to keep being weird. Oh, sorry. I just saw Fulham out of the relegation zone. What? <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Fulham. What is this season? Towards the end of the season, I'm gonna exclusively just look at Fulham's racist uh, <laughs> safety. <laughs> oh god, that's about it from us today. We'll catch you on the other side of the break. Thank you guys for listening. Next week we'll be covering the four games. Um, Hopefully we'll be qualified for the Champions League and our match against City and follow the girls' dead rubber match against Everton and then against Bristol over the weekend. Thank you for joining in. Uh, We'll see you next week and um, follow us on our socials if you haven't yet. We're at Miss United Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you. Bye.